What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Welcome to Invasion of Privacy. Today, it's just me, Kate Wolf. And I have an incredible returning guest, Allison Charles, shaman, best-selling author, and much more, is here with me on Skype. <laughs> mm. Oh my gosh! Yeah, wow! What a yes! What a journey! Here we are. <laughs> I mean, so perfect this timing and us landing in this moment in this way, and it's so good to see you again. Yeah, and it you know it it just gave me a flash, of course, of the first time I ever had you on the podcast when I had Joe Santagato as a co-host, and he was like, "What the fuck is going on?" And you blew both of our minds. I was already in the world and a tarot reader, but still, like you were coming in with these frequencies and the way you were describing everything because he was also asking a lot of questions because he had never even heard of like chakras I think right so yeah you came in and blew both of our minds I remember the picture that we took that day I look like I am meeting Justin Bieber Ellen DeGeneres like Oprah like I look like the happiest giddiest person ever I'm just uh, so excited to to meet you and have you on so well, welcome back <laughs> yeah. I mean, ancient soul essence in you and I just, yeah, reconnecting in that, that day and that show. Yeah. I'm glad you took it back to that. Cause when you first started talking, I got a flash of us when we podcasted in my place in Brooklyn. And then I was like, no, that wasn't the first time. And then it took me back to, yeah, when you, you and Joe were in that studio and I had my rattle, I remember the flannel shirt I was wearing. I remember yeah. the look on Joe's face as I was going over to him and like, <laughs> you know, he was like equal parts, like intrigued and fascinated along with like, yeah, like you said, WTF. And, um, yeah, that was, that was a fun show. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. And you came back on a bunch of times at Stand Up New York labs. And then we did, you know, some, at least one in your apartment, but I have to say, and we kind of talked about it a bit before we started recording that in those eight years, I think it's been about eight years or maybe a little less since I've had you on. There's been a huge shift in consciousness. And, you know, when you first came on, because my audience wasn't necessarily a spiritual audience, like mm -hmm. some were and some were more cynical. But I remember the concepts we were discussing were pretty out there and not readily accepted. Whereas now I feel like there really is a huge shift and awareness. Um, people are starting to become more open-minded. I think, I'm sure some people are digging in their heels. Um, there's a lot going on. Everyone's at a different part, but I have to say, um, a lot has changed and continues to be changing, even in how we talk about plant medicine. Mm. Um, cause I know, you know, you're a shaman and you're part of certain ceremonies and I would love for you to discuss just some of your experiences in, you know, ceremony and the plant medicine and what it's done for you and uh, why it speaks to you. Oh, that's a nice place to start. I'm so 
in it and with it still. Um, so let's just see where the river wants to begin with this. I'll begin by just being honest and, and sharing and really sacred communal soul family space here, very sacred space with everyone listening and you and I that, yeah, I'm still very much in the field of those said ceremonies. I only enter into them when I truly, there's a loud and clear call. Um, I'm very strong with my discernment and let's see. So yesterday was Wednesday. So Tuesday, I got a text from some dear friends with this invitation to enter into a sacred, uh, plant medicine space. And, and that is how, you know, the incredible, glorious, generous, wise, loving spirits of these different plants, the way that they typically, if not all the time commune with me mm. is by just like, you know, spur the moment every single time so far, I believe it's been a, a quote unquote last minute text where it's like, Hey, right now, or Hey, tomorrow morning. And so when that text came in and the ceremonies the next day, that's how I pretty much instantly knew like, this is, this is how I'm called. And so I said, yes. And, um, yeah. Oh, wow. Just, um, yeah, I can feel the energetics and emotionality of it because I'm still in that space. Um, because it was just last night and into this morning, we just had our integration circle and I just walked in the door before we started. And so I, you know, I gave you a heads up yesterday <laughs> with a text. I was like, FYI, if I don't text back, it's because I'm in this space. I'm I confident I'm will show up, but I'm going to be showing up in that space. Um, which felt really right, you know, for mm. our return and connecting. And um, so that's coming in, just being honest that I'm still in the plant medicine right now and wanting to honor that very deeply. And yeah, anchor in my gratitude. Ah, uh, yeah. That was the, the overwhelming medicine. Um, there was so much that came in, but just, just the deep, 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 profound, ever expansive and really grounded gratitude. Mm. Um, so I feel that. And I also do like to weave in a little bit of educational piece in just sharing that I was many years, you know this, but for anyone new to me and our conversations, you know, I was many years, um, very devotedly on the shamanic path before any spirits of, of plants called to me. And I wasn't sure if they ever would. And I was fine with that. Um, and I was actually very clear that part of my expression as a shaman in this modern day was to help remind people that we can access our callings and our spiritual truths without sitting in the plant medicine space. That's not a prerequisite or a necessity because I was able to remember who I really am and connect into um, my gifts for many, many years without ever sitting in a plant medicine space. Um, but once the calls began to come in, you know, I, I live by the calls 
And so it was my duty to answer the calls when grandmother medicine, ayahuasca was first, uh, when she came in, I knew that I needed to be there and to show up. And, um, you know, I've worked with peyote the most. I have a very, very ancient, reverent connection with that medicine. Um, and I've also been blessed to sit with, um, Wachuma, also known as San Pedro. Um, last night was various medicines. I've also for the last six to 12 months been working, um, in a really beautiful way with Kana, which is a medicine, um, out of South Africa. And to just to be able to meet the spirits of these plants and to begin to understand them and to begin to receive the weavings that they want to provide to me to enhance my life. Like it's just, you know, there's really no words for it, but I'll take a pause, but that's what we wanted to enter in so far. No, that's beautiful. And I loved how touched you were with the gratitude because you didn't really share yet that that had come through. And, you know, I work on that a lot because it's easy when you're in pain or some kind of trigger to lose gratitude and to focus on the discomfort of life, right? So it's it's great to anchor into gratitude and to breathe and become present and just happy to exist for a second, happy to take in the miracles that are here. Um, I love that you're interacting with the spirits of the plants. You know, everything's alive. Yeah. We often forget that. You know, everything's energy, it's alive. And I want to lead this to your book mm. that came out pretty recently, Animal Power, mm-hmm. because animal spirit obviously speaks very directly, very clearly to you. Um, there are so many questions I have around the Animal Power book and just your connection. I guess I want to start with saying what animal or animals right now, it could literally be today, this, this minute are, uh, around you or us or just coming in. Mm. Yeah. Let me do a present moment. Tune in, you know, Mm. the rate in which we're all evolving and the grids and energetics and codes of Gaia and just the many worlds and the unseen realms around us, the, the rate in which things are reconfiguring and pivoting and morphing is just so fast. So yeah, let me take a present moment and dip in here. Huh? Okay. So one flashed in fast, but let me just tune in deeper to make sure it's the one and ask it why. Okay. Yeah, it's, um, the, the one that came in cause sometimes one will enter in quickly, but then if I stay in the field, another one or two will come in and then it's very easy for me to discern like, oh, it's the main one is number two, but these two are supporters. Um, but the, this time the first one that came in is the one that wants to be spoken to. And it's actually the tiger. Um, yeah. And I don't know why it kind of surprised me a little bit. Um, but it was a bit present. It was spoken to in last night's ceremony now that I'm thinking about it and I feel its energy really strongly. Um, 
Yeah. You know, Tiger just has such a way, such a prowess of presence and passion and the element of water. And it's, it is anchoring back into that word of, of gratitude, you know, of just really letting ourselves when needed, you know, if we, you picture a tiger meandering through, you know, a desert or a jungle right now. And if you want to feel called to close your eyes and just kind of tune into being witness to a tiger in a natural mm. space mm. and you can see its paws and you can see it walking slowly and its tail just gently swishing behind it. And then it pauses and that medicine right there and that tiger pause. Yeah, it's powerful. Yeah. And it's, um, that's, what's wanting to be woven in, in this moment is just, just remembering it's safe and it's recommended at times to just pause and mm. to just be and feel and be able to access in, um, the glory and the passion for the totality for the, for the allness of our existence and to just, just to be with it, you know, doing yeah. nothing, just being with it. So that's, that's what came in. The words that came through as I was picturing, it was a majestic chill, like yeah. the majestic chill. And I was like, what, a, what, what fantastic two words to come mm -hmm. through. Cause yeah, they're, they're so powerful and majestic mm. feeling. And yet the pause and the way you were describing the tale and that slowing to even appreciate gratitude, it just felt like, yeah, majestic, almost enlightened chill to be able to yes. sink in and just be. Yeah. How, how, you know, power, divine power doesn't need to look or express in some of the ways that we've been brainwashed that it's to express, you know, mm. that that majestic chill, um, can be directly yeah. correlated to, to true divine power, you know, that it doesn't have to be the tiger that's pouncing on prey or, you know what I mean? Like yeah. taking leaps and bounds, like feel into the power of the tiger that's pausing you know? Yeah, I love that. I loved how you you brought it into there. I might even have to call this majestic chill. Mm. We'll see. Um, but yeah, I read the book mm. and obviously loved it. But I also kind of just getting to be your friend over the years, kind of like I'm used to you channeling an animal right there and expressing what's coming through or even a symbol you get you know we both get some really yeah. great visuals so I kind of felt like oh I've always kind of gotten this by in our friendship of just your your psychic hits what I loved in the beginning of the book was how you described shamanism mm -hmm. and I really felt the importance from you and maybe even the publisher to really explain what that is from, you know, your eyes and not just your eyes, because you pulled on text to explain it, but then also wove in what it means to you. And if you wouldn't mind explaining 
what shamanism means to you. I just really loved how you did that in the beginning of the book. Oh, yeah. Thank you for acknowledging that. And, um, yeah, I, you know, not surprised that you picked up specifically on the medicine held within that particular, um, couple of pages because that, oof. Yeah. It made me really proud of you too. I've always been very proud, but you haven't had an easy journey of coming into your shamanic goddesshood, you know, and I felt the need, I felt your need to really show your journey in this, <laughs> how shamanism kind of picked you out in a sense, like you were living another kind of life, had this crazy catalyst and awakening and suddenly like, you are this ancient shaman who I believe has done this work in other lifetimes. So I could feel the importance of it. And I just wanted to mention it and hear you, you obviously don't have to rephrase everything you wrote, yeah. but just, yeah, what it means to you. Yeah. Thank you. I'm going to tune into that. And I, yeah, I will just say, you know, writing this book truly is perhaps the greatest honor of my lifetime so far, certainly career wise, you know what I mean? Because just even the way the book came about, <clears throat> you know, the, there was about three or four years of taking meetings with agents and publicists and, and publishers and, it wasn't time and it wasn't time and just like trusting and having to be patient and like the confusion around, like, I've always been a writer my whole life and knowing I would be writing books and like, why am I not getting clear on what this book is? And then finally getting with the right team and in the meeting with that right team, getting clear on the idea flying to Bali to write the book on that clear idea. The first day in Bali, the animals coming in in my first morning meditation saying, that's actually not the book, Allison. And the first book with the working title was soul surrender. And it was going to be a book all on surrender. So the irony that I needed to surrender and let go of what I thought was finally the book and set that free and be in surrender with that to allow, you know, the animals came to me at that point, as you shared, you know, I had already developed such a deep, um, trusting relationship with the animals, you know, um, both ways me showing me, trusting them to show up when I'd be live on stage at New York comedy club or wherever, um, trusting that they would be there <laughs> and, and them trusting me to be a voice for them and to accurately express what they're wanting to have come through. And so, you know, when they all hundreds or thousands of them, it was like animals, as far as I could see in that morning meditation came in and said, you know, we want to co-create a modern day power animals guidebook with you. You know, of course I said, yes. Um, but yeah, I worked on this book as you know, for many years and, and my point in sharing that is to get to the fact that that particular part in the book where I express about shamanism was probably the most initiatory medicinal writing I've ever done in my life. I could feel it. Yeah, it was a doozy. Um, so yes. So shamanism, there's so much to it, right? Because shamanism holds, <laughs> it's, it's the planet's most ancient healing art. And so 
to begin to attempt to explain, and I know you know this, but just saying it out loud again, but to attempt to explain and human words, what shamanism is, it's truly impossible to ever truly do it justice, right? Because it holds, shamanism holds within it the most ancient, forever far back, the most present and the most forever future truths of all that is, right? It holds within it the, the most ancient truths of the planet and the unseen wor worlds and realms. Shamanism is the allness, the totality. And so that's the starting point we're working with. And I would just like to express today that it's two parts. One part being it's all of our birthrights. It's, it's the birthright of every being, both of this planet and of the cosmos. It's, ev it's the birthright of every living being to be able to connect with and learn how to commune with reverence with the planet we inhabit and the unseen realms that are forever here wanting to work with us. It's, it's the birthright of every living being to be able to do this work. Um, but where it starts to get into these, um, finer, more intricate, uh, threads is also, you know, the understanding that there are shamans like myself, uh, many of who are also featured in animal power book, uh, who, their shamanic path operates similarly to mine where, you know, my, my name, my medicine name that was given to me, um, very early on rock star shaman. It's, it's how my shamanic medicine works. I connect into rock Gaia and connect straight into star consciousness source. And it's that vertical line that runs through my shamanic heart and also the humanness in me. And that's the line I hold to the absolute best of my ability is to live from that place, the calls of my heart, still allowing myself to be human and listening and living by the instructions of earth and, and source. So there's shamans that operate in those more macro scales and then there are a lot of my shaman friends who have taken very specific, very directed oaths, sacred oaths that adhere to specific earth-based traditions. Um, and, and typically those earth-based traditions adhere to certain cultures that span back hundreds, if not thousands and thousands of years. And so while there's so much to try to explain about all of this, I do think it's important to speak to the importance that if you are being called to commune with, um, to sit in ceremonial spaces and rituals, um, being facilitated by different teachers and elders who have taken these sacred oaths, it is really important. You have to always get permission, you know, if certain songs are shared or transmissions or teachings or whatever the codes are, are shared in that ceremonial space, um, to make sure you always go to that elder or that facilitator 
and just talk things through um, to to get, to understand what is to remain in that sacred space and to be held, um, because a lot of these cultures had to hide their practices and ways um, to survive. And so it's just, you know, there are those very sensitive waters that are very deeply um, woven into the big picture of what shamanism is um, and to always honor, you know, if you um, are si are sitting and learning with a certain culture. So it, there's a lot to it, but that's, that's the beginning passageway. Um, but it's learning how to connect with earth and connect with the unseen realms and unite with your own soul. Yeah. I mean, that's beautiful. And even like ancient Jewish mysticism, the Kabbalah does a similar thing of remembering that you're connected to the universe. You are yeah. the universe, you know, and just awakening to the, this ancient knowledge that, like you said, it's woven in things, but also very protected. I believe that it's not just about having the knowledge, but a certain kind of container and integrity yeah. and yes. faith. I mean, it's an interesting combination of what makes up our spiritual bandwidths, but, you know, past lives and all sorts of stuff. But um, I love that I continue to wake up to what this reality is and the magic in it, even though there's still a lot of struggle and discomfort for me, I'll say there's still just so much beauty, gratitude, like you were saying, and magic. Yeah. And it's it's been here. It's how all of this exists. Yes. You and I both uh, were not always uh, believers of this stuff. You know, I was happily atheist and then agnostic, you know, and then the world had its own plan and same with you, you know, yeah. so... I just love that. I mean, just the, I believe heavily in reincarnation and just being a person who believes in that, it's already easier for me, I think, to deal with loss and death. It's still yeah. tragic, but just, because uh, I would never, I did not grow up believing in reincarnation for my most, you know, maybe when I was very, very young, who knows? Right. Like a little, little nugget. But, uh, but yeah, I think it's great to to find these ancient truths as you're ready for them and it they always do make it uh make the world less scary i find mm -hmm. not perfect but less scary yeah <laughs> it's perfect i'm just not there yet <laughs> yeah yeah they really open infinite possible doorways for us to commune and co-create and yeah to expand as far as we're willing to, to go in terms of our own mm. facing and evolution and understanding of ourselves and understanding. Cause I love the quote. It's not mine. I, I actually don't know who said it. Um, but it, to know yourself is to know the world. Mm. When you know yourself, you know, the world. And, and so when we commit and devote to, you know, cause that's the biggest work. It, it's just, doing your own work. And, um, because when you do that and you're embodied in that and moving and being in life from that space, like it's from facing your own self 
that you can truly hold that container of unconditional love and empathy and compassion for others. And that's the most expansive mm -hmm. medicine we can ever tap into is unconditional love. And, and mm -hmm. yeah, I mean, leaning in to, you know, I, I, I used to take people when I lived in New York for 15, 13, 15 years, whatever it was. Um, I used to take people on what I used to call like metaphysical uh, field trips. And I would meet them at some of my favorite spiritual like stores in Manhattan. One of them, Namaste Bookshop, shout out. I still, they were just my first supporters. My very first shamanic event was, was with them. So I always love to take it back um, and honor them. But yeah, it's like, even if you just, it seems like such a simple practice, but if you go into a spiritual shop with no attachment, no expectation, but just letting yourself be led and, and once you enter into that store, tapping into that current of like being led by spirit or being led by your heart to where, what you're being drawn to within that metaphysical store and just starting there of like, oh, the Kabbalah section drew me in or the ancient Egyptian onks or the pendulums or the drums, you know, just being moved and, and stepping from that place, the divinely activated place. Like you are always, it's all perfection there. <laughs> so yeah, I don't know what I was trying to say. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly. When you place your first wager at Bet MGM, simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code champion 150. Then Place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. All that, but... No, it's beautiful. And it, and it kind of goes to the next question I wanted to ask, which what's been the hardest part of your journey either lately or within the last year. And with what you were kind of saying of just unconditional love, first and foremost, acceptance of ourselves and how complicated we are like that. I'll let you answer what the hardest part's been, but it just made me think of that for me. Um, also just right when you're triggered and finding love there for yourself first. And when yeah. you bring in that love and acceptance to yourself, it does spill out onto other people for sure. So I would love to hear what has been some of the hardest parts or the bumpiest, however you want to say it, um, recently, or you could even just take your journey in general. Okay, let's see what wants to be shared. Stand by. 
Well, the one that's really present, and it was actually part of my intention and work in the plant medicine ceremony last night and now, is I, in some ways, have been working this thread actually since I incarnated. So it's it's a real doozy, long layer that has traversed me into the deepest and most enlightened. And it's just, it's been a through line layer. And that's, um, yeah, reconciling and celebrating and appreciating and learning how to responsibly be of service with my seership, with my seer, my knower, my seer abilities. And like, um, because it's been a through line thread, I know I can't share all of it, but I really, in this past year hit up against pretty extreme resistance, which for me is at this point is pretty abnormal. I mean, I've been doing this work enough lifetimes that like where I'm shown, I need to lean into, I lean, you know, there's not much anymore where I like resist that leaning in. But for some reason in this past eight, 10 months, especially as source was urging me to speak what I see more, speak what you see, speak what you see, because there, there is a huge responsibility in that. And I have experienced and been witness to the damage, the trauma that can be induced and can take place when what someone thinks they're seeing or is truly seeing is presented in a way that's not quote unquote properly done facilitated it can it can really wreak havoc and um because of my awareness of that i just operated for many years under the guise of if i'm not asked i'm not saying shit and I would just try to find a way to metabolize holding all that information, you know, different ceremonies, fire ceremonies. Like I somehow have to move what I'm aware of out of me and I can't go to that person and tell them. So my point then in trying to con condense this down is source came to me in the last number of months and was like that way that you were moving from is no longer like we need you to step up and speak more. And I was like, Oh God. And I really had to see some layers of, um, fear of potential relationship containers, dissolving, combusting, going away. If I spoke up and then seeing where there are still some attachments there of, of not wanting to risk the demise of the relationship. And so there was a lot of crevices and corners and places for me to constantly peer into in the last 10 months, pretty exhaustive work to feel myself in that state of resistance. Um, so persistently because that's so abnormal. So that's been, that's been a really meaty one for me is just the trust that I am at this point so embodied and so heart centered that I trust, I know when the time is proper to present 
And what I speak of is spoken of from pure heart and the trust that what comes of it from there is all great. And just lessening that hold that I have, um, on trying to preserve certain relationship attachments. So it's been big, big teachings. Um, and I wouldn't change my seer gifts for anything. Like I'm so grateful. It's so miraculous, but it brings with it a lot. <laughs> yeah. Well, I love that response. And even today I had a unexpected good conversation with a family member where I shared more than I normally do of, of certain visions or abilities I have. And, you know, it is hard to share parts of yourself or what you see if you feel like it's going to be met. Well, either like you said, it's going to dissolve a certain dynamic or it just might be met with a certain kind of judgment. And um, it's interesting because the, the next question I had links to this, which is how do you or did you handle when people disrespected your gifts and maybe thought you were crazy or disregarded like how did that play into everything or even play into your present moment yeah that's one of the areas that i honestly um have evolved the most with thank god because um earlier on when I would be misunderstood, it literally was like a samurai sword to the gut, just the bowels and the lower abdomen. I would feel it. I would feel mm -hmm. the hit when I would hear what people would say about me, people that had never met me, who didn't know me, um, but would speak so loudly or freely things about me that I deemed and felt were very untrue. And I really struggled in a pretty deep way early on with, um, yeah, like, yeah, just wanting to be seen and wanting to felt, wanting to feel understood. Um, so when that wasn't happening, there was a large gap that I had to traverse. And so I freaking had to like, <laughs> just step by step, bridge that gap, bridge that gap. And the more embodied I got and the more anchored into the truth of my path and how I'm to walk it, um, the less the blows felt, the less I felt the blows and, um, just the more at peace and accepting I was that, um, yeah, being truly okay. I've only more recently gotten to a place of true fullness of being genuinely all right. When I hear mm. or see or read someone say something about me that is just so not me. I'm, I'm only recently like truly okay with that. And I'm able to sit at my altar in a place of love and sending that person love. And that, that's truly one of the biggest milestones of me this lifetime is getting there. 
that was hard, you know, whatever it was, just wanting to be liked, wanting to be understood, people pleasing. Um, yeah, wanting to be seen, you know, because when you devote to paths like this and put in the type of work that you and I have put in day in and day out, minute by minute for so many years, um, I think it's natural and it's very human of us to have a part of us that would like for that to be appreciated and acknowledged and respected. But unless someone else is also devoting to that work, how can we expect them to appreciate what we've done? And I think what you're saying too is like, first and foremost, we have to accept ourselves as hard as it is, even when you know other people might think you are a little crazy or whatever they're thinking as you claim whether it's spiritual gifts or just your personality in general, like Mm -hmm. we are who we are and we're all very interesting human beings with links to past lives and other dimensions that some of us are open to, some of us are not. And, you know, we're very complicated creatures. And I know it's been quite the journey that I'm still on of accepting who I am and my gifts and learning how to share my gifts in a way that creates the least amount of negative waves as possible. And that's been a big thing for me. CG's actually really helped me with it of seeing how I was subconsciously creating waves Mm. that were hitting certain things and people and then coming back to me in a way Mm. without realizing I had co-created, we'll say, Mm -hmm. that particular wave and I think you know all of it has been a journey of acceptance and how do I want to navigate what feels best for me and how can I feel alive without causing unnecessary drama that I you know was accidentally creating in my life and I think the beautiful part about this journey is it's about acceptance surrender and faith And it can be hard to have faith. Like you and I, I know we both have it. We have a podcast episode out called Faith Build Homies. Like Mm -hmm. we have faith, but man, like to have it in the moments where things feel like they're crumbling or you're triggered or you feel not seen, those are the moments that it's the hardest to maintain it. And I think, I think we've both done a great job of connecting to source, even when we're feeling alone in it and, I mean, now you're a best-selling author, you know? So it's like, I'm not saying that fixes everything, but like, (laughs) it's just the start for you. It's just validating because I've gotten to witness your gifts, you doing it on a New York comedy club stage, connecting to source. Like I love that. Well, you facilitated that. So thank you. You know, like you've, you've, you have fully acknowledged and seen and felt my divine truth from the second we met. And, um, yeah, you know, you having that ability to see me, um, yeah, that was a really cool chapter while living in New York to be pulled into the freaking hilarious, <laughs> bizarro, absurd <laughs> land of stand up comedians in New York city. Yeah. Like, I mean, I, they're just some of the fondest nuggets of memories, you know, just hanging out with you and 
all the other comedians and just that field that gets created. It's so unique and, um, so freeing and so special. And so thank you for being determined to weave me into that. And like, you know, I definitely didn't see that on the radar. I mean, yeah, it was clear that I'm to share very publicly. Um, but yeah, to like headline at New York comedy club by (laughs) downloading, you know, and doing live power animal readings as my set, you know, I, that was one aspect that I didn't see coming. So thanks for bringing that unexpectedness in. Yeah, I remember when I first had you come in into the green room, like to hang, because I'd be like, I have a show here, you around, come meet me. And I would never let you uh, blend in, which I've been trying to get better at in general. But like, you would just be there trying to hang, have a majestic chill. And people would walk in and be like, this is my friend. Yes, she looks like a model, but she's also a shaman. Do you want her to connect to you and know what you, what you are in your past life? And you'd be like, uh, hi, I'm Allison. Yeah, it's hilarious. Like, she's the real deal. Okay, do you want her to connect to God for you or not? Yeah, yes or no. Are you ready? Are you ready or no? Not, you're not. Yeah, cool. That's what I thought. Next time. And yeah. You always handle it so well. Like, you were never like, he, you know, like. Sometimes you'd be like, well, okay, you know, but, but you would always like right there in the green room for comedians, no matter where they were at in their journey, you'd be doing these readings, even in the green room. And then yes, like me, you and Jess Grippo had comedy seance, which was so fun. It was fun. I feel like right after that kind of COVID hit, well, you moved. um, And then I feel like shortly after that, the whole world changed, but that was just, yeah, that was amazing getting to to watch you connect to source right on that stage. But yeah, you, even before, you know, you entered shamanism with your awakening though, you were a hip hop DJ radio host. Yeah. So you've got the shamanism in that, but you also have this really lively, like can say whatever you're down, like that part of you, I think really allowed you to chill hard with comedians. Like, yeah, not some uptight, like, Oh my, like, don't right. say that unless someone says something really offensive, obviously, but like yeah. you can hang and you know, you were, you were around some, some craziness, but like, <laughs> it was your so liveliness. Good. and then we, we went out one time. I don't know why I'm bringing this up. I won't bring it up when we went to Pong. Oh, my <laughs> had some wild because when I would go out with Allison, like we have similar perspectives in ways, right? So, like, if something weird started to go down, it was this weird feeling where I felt like the ultimate observer with you, where we, yeah. would, we wouldn't be judging, but we'd be like, oh my God, what is happening? What is happening? You know, but uh, yeah, we've had some really fun moments in all of this. And I think that's cool too, is like spiritual awakening doesn't mean the fun goes away or your humanness goes away. It's a different kind. It's more you. It's less like need to escape. Let me feel all the feelings now. And more like settled into your body flowing, moving. But yeah, I love that. It's about having fun and bringing your truest vibration (laughs) here into this plane. Whatever that is. I mean, yeah. out of your truest vibration is a complete, complete monster. Then we got to tame it a little bit, you know, mm. 
because mm. who knows maybe someone's truest vibration is like super dupes reptilian like super dupes to the point of like predator you know in that mm -hmm. case like maybe a little less of your truest self while here but um who knows you know i don't yeah. know i don't I actually don't know too too much about reptilians i'm just saying like i know some of these beings out there can get a little intense and i'm not trying to fuck with that <laughs> uh, yeah so I kind of said that I feel like we said this on a couple podcasts ago where it was like it it was so funny because I've always been like a do you do you but then like there was a funny thing of like well actually don't always do you like like right. do you if it's not going to really hurt someone like my perfect example I won't say the name of the dance class in Manhattan it was something where you switched up tempos and like but it was a very do you vibe but there was like Sometimes there were dudes in there that were like hack, like they, the way they were moving, it was like putting other people in harm. Mm -hmm. So it's like, you know, do you, but not yeah. you're like going to hack off a woman's leg and what's supposed to be a very Yeah, do you and be really <laughs> consciously aware of who you are and when you need to, yeah, I, I totally get what you're saying. Yes. Yeah. I feel like I've had to add that in the last couple of years of like, do you, but wait, hold on. Mm -hmm, <laughs> mm -hmm. Some of you need to take it down a couple notches. Right. Um, but, um, okay. So next topic, and th we're getting kind of towards the end of them, but, um, we've always felt, I'm curious if you still feel this way that you have a lot of ISIS particles mm. within you. I wonder if you still feel that or if other deities have you mm -hmm. point at you just as strong or maybe stronger, because I'm sure just like animal medicine, these different spirits and deities maybe can, you know, have more of a presence at one time and less than another. But I yeah. am curious if you still very much feel the goddess Isis within. Yeah, that's a great question. I love, and you know, what's so interesting is yesterday when I went into one of our closets to pull a blanket out to take for the ceremony last night, um, yeah, it was really intriguing. I, there was this one blanket on the floor and I was trying to pull it out from underneath a couple of heavy bags and I was kind of struggling and I was, it's a huge blanket as I was pulling and pulling when it finally got set free, there was this noise, this like clanging noise that came with it. And I looked down and it was my ancient Egyptian, um, goddess Isis Ankh necklace that I've had for years and years and, um, kind of forgot about it actually. And it was right there at my feet. And I was like, wow, well, hello again, huh? You're coming with me to the ceremony. So I packed her yes. with my drum and brought, brought her. She, she's still, I've yet to unpack. So it's sitting right here in my bags. And, um, yeah, so I think it's really beautiful that we're here in this, uh, specific topic. Um, because, you know, goddess Isis, Overall, thus far, the energetics of that goddess so far are the ones that feel just overall the most me and like she's my like most anchored and embodied goddess force that's mm. present with me. However, I did get really clear. I can't remember how many years ago. But it was just a super crystal clear awareness that came in that, and I communed with her at my altar and we spoke about this and I was like, you know, I'm very aware that 
working with you, it's time to have it like you're always here with me, of course, like we're so intertwined, but it's time to, in terms of like the daily conversations and, um, Mm. working with the goddess Isis Oracle deck and like certain ways in which I was connecting to her, it was time for that to move to kind of to the far distance. Mm. And so that's what I did and honored And it was time for a different essence to be born inside of me. And that then goddess Anya came in. She's like a Celtic goddess of like fertility and playfulness. And like, I needed to tap more into that. Mm -hmm. So I worked with goddess Anya for a while. And then most currently, um, uh, it's goddess Meme. She's the Ugandan goddess and it's a newer relationship, but she revealed, um, and a conversation with a dear shaman sister of mine who whose lineage she's from Uganda. And in our conversation, Meme came in um, for me. And so that was a really beautiful, profound moment um, just in the last couple of weeks. So I'm I'm learning tiny bit by tiny bit more of goddess Meme. That's awesome. I still obviously feel a ton of Kali. Well, yeah, yes. And actually, um, I did have a massive Kali initiation in the last, uh, month and a half. Oh. Yeah. And I thought of you, of course, um, when that fire so came in, oh, geez, Louisa, wow. It was, it was an alchemy that Luke, my husband, he, is he is masterful. He can hold the space and container for all parts of me. And, oh, wow. Am I so grateful for that? Um, even with that being said, when that initiation came in, we were sitting next to each other on the bed and that fire, the way it's so all consuming and engulfing and the, purging that needed to exit out of me from the Kali fire was so ferocious that he could have stayed in it. It's not that he didn't have the ability, but he chose after a few minutes (laughs) of that, even though the fire wasn't directed specifically to him, just being in that field, he was like, I'm going to go ahead and give you some space. And he left and I just sat with that. And there were some really deep um, visions that came in. Really life-changing initiation through her. So I love that. Yeah, I didn't know that. But when she comes through that fire, it's undeniable and it can get quite uncomfortable. I remember at my old place, I painted her on uh, like my mural when I was doing the whole thing. And that night I woke up at like 2, 3 a.m. and just the fire, like I could feel it from the presence that I've like really pulled on at that point from painting her. It was like, I was on fire that night having to really, you know, ride those waves. But like you said, it's the fire of transmutation. It's, yes. it's changing something, it's helping with evolving. It burns away these yes. old stagnant places that we might not have even been fully aware of. It's an thing that happens in a different universe. I mean, it's here, but it's like that spiritual universe. So it's 
so loving and so death mm. and birth, you know, mm. that the death and birth medicine has been perhaps the most present, um, ongoing initiation for me this whole year in different shapes and forms. And to be able to access into the portal of death and then go right into the portal of birth and so many different ways this whole year and that Kali initiation being one of the big parts of that. It's like, wow, so beautiful, so loving, but fuck. such a force with it. You know, like you said, it's, it's undeniable when a Kali initiation strikes, it strikes. (laughs) (laughs) You will be engulfed. You will not die, but you will be engulfed. I mean, parts of you will die, but yeah. Yeah. It's always leading to a place of metamorphosis, you know, that's how I feel. So I welcome her presence and a lot of other deities, but I had a similar thing. Like you said, how ISIS is still there, but you pushed it a little bit back. So other things could also move forward. I was very, very, um, interactive with Archangel Michael, Mm. like on a consistent basis. And I still feel that presence, especially when I want to call on it, but I've also kind of released it a bit. Mm -hmm. Um, so it is interesting how certain deities or animal medicines or whatever can come in really strong for a bit and then make their way out. Maybe, maybe they'll come back in, but there are lots of magical things and realms and Uh, all sorts of be, I love the mermaid realm, the fairy realm. Like it, it really depends on what your soul's being, being, uh, called to and what's pulling on you. And yeah, the the bravery to follow those desires and that excitement is part of all of this. Yeah. But uh, I'm just so happy you took time to come back on the podcast. Yeah. I love, so Allison has this amazing like sculpture art behind her and it almost looks like it's holding your hair like this. Oh, cool. I see what so, you're saying. So like the whole yeah. time kind of had fun just picturing Just flying hair, around. Like, you've gotten this really fancy sculpture to hold your hair. It's like, yeah. like you're at the mat and you're like, hold my hair in this art. Right. It is yeah. time for an interview. Hold my hair. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. So, so that's been really that's awesome. It's gorgeous. Um, yeah. Where can people find you on social media, your podcast, anything you want to talk about? Great. Yeah. Um, if you like, like Kate's podcast, I'm sure you will enjoy mine. It's called ceremony circle podcast. And, um, yeah, just sit down with different shamans and spiritual guides from all over the world. And we close each episode with the guest facilitating, um, a brief, ritual or ceremonial healing process. Um, Mm. first, if you're not called to do the last bit, you don't have to, but I, I, we close each ceremony circle with an actual immersion, um, into a ritual, which has, has been really cool to bring that texture in. Um, so there's that. And then the book, uh, you can, you know, get animal power book anywhere books are sold, you know, Barnes and Noble, Amazon, independent bookstores. But I will say my most recommended place is to go to my website, which is um, allisoncharles.com and then backslash animal power, because I can feel some of you sitting with us today are curious, like, well, 
how do I work with the animals more? Or, you know, we didn't even get into the fact that we all have a core power animal that is with us since birth that walks with us through our whole life. And then there are different power animal allies and guides that come in to provide different guidance and medicine and support, depending upon what we're going through in life. So, I mean, they've been completely life-changing, um, allies for me. So if you pre-order the book or order the book from my website, you get a free video guided shamanic journey that I facilitate so that you can go on a journey with me and you can call forward the animal who most wants to work with you. So do that. And Instagram yeah. is I am Allison Charles. Awesome. Well, thank you again for coming on and hanging your hair up perfectly in the sculpture behind you. Yeah. And yeah. For, for bringing your vibes and uh, yeah. Have a great, I like forgot what day it was for a second. Have a great, well, actually people aren't going to be, I would say have a great Thursday, everybody, but they're not going to be listening to this right. necessarily on a Thursday. So from Allison and I have an amazing magical day. Yeah. Thanks so much for coming on. And I guess for me, I don't know, Instagram at the Kate Wolf, if you want a healing, <laughs> kwolf27 at gmail.com. And thanks everybody again. Bye. Thanks. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low-net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands. And are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co.